Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Johnny McDonald, Glenn McNeil on a Saturday. Mike Sealski, who normally does Saturday, is traveling to Indianapolis for tomorrow's game uh take a few calls and we will discuss some fighting phil's off season dave starts us out dave you have some recollections of jeff garcia's yeah, I do. moments i'm working on a deal i'm an investment advisor with jeff garcia really? the old eagle quarterback and lucy lee which will make sense to both you and to jody because i'm a golfer i'm kind of his golf guy that calls in and uh Garcia is a really interesting guy, and I still think he could get under center and take a snap. He's uh, his roommate is the guy from high school that got us involved. He had gone to Stanford for an wait, NBA. Wait, wait, did you say you think he could still get under center and take a snap? I do think he could. He, All right, he did yeah, hold on. Land. Now we're getting out of hand. All right, we yeah, got I, Linville I Joseph. I, I, we got Dominic and Sue. Now we got Sproles talking about it. Now you're talking Jeff Garcia, who's got to be 52? Uh, yeah, my point was he just has so much energy. I know, know, I, know, I, mean? I know, I know. Kind of like Tommy McDonald. Have you ever been in a room with Tommy McDonald when he was still alive? I have been in a room. I watched a play sitting next to Tommy McDonald, which was quite an experience. And I have also spent time. We used to have Jeff Garcia on the show back in the day. Uh, Dave, who is now, the guy that you would guy. say? Okay, you want me to pick my guy, and then I want to thank you all for something. Okay, pick your guy, and then thank us all. Michael Bennett. Oh. The defensive uh, lineman. Yeah, 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 I remember. Small shoulder pads and all. Yeah, small shoulder pads, kind of weird. Didn't even look like he had shoulder pads on. Yeah, okay. And what did you want to thank I, I like the I want to thank Jody and you, because I don't know what you did, but at my wife's memorial... There was a presentation of flowers from the WIP fans of golf for my wife, Annie, that had to cost somebody a fortune. Uh, when we looked at it, my daughter and I, Tia, we were stunned. But it came WIP golf listeners, and I don't know if you do anything to do with it, but if you did or you didn't, thank whomever did. Uh, I I did not have anything to do with it, and my sympathies to you and your family, and I will certainly pass that along and, and wish you the best with that. Uh, you remember Michael Bennett came from Seattle, right? Yeah. I thought it was a really good signing by the Eagles that offseason. And it was an up-and-down tenure that he had here, and he was a bit of a wild child, got himself in trouble in a couple of places. 
but still had something left in the tank when he was here. Yeah. I, I remember Michael Bennett. That was a good, solid signing by the Eagles. Yeah, the first couple have been mentioned are kind of good, solid guys. There's some really, really good ones. I'm actually, uh, for whatever reason, that made me think of a guy who was with the Sixers briefly in the last few years who maybe should have stayed, which is about big of a clue, I guess, as I should have given on that one. Exactly. Yeah, all right. Let's go to Bob in Williamstown. Hello, Bob. Hi, guys. Good morning. Happy holidays to everybody. Happy um, holidays. The first thing I want to, I'm going to talk about before I actually need Joe, uh, Jody for my guy. I'm glad you uh, got back here. Um, the Eagles talk last week, as far as Monday, I'm not talking about you, Jody, with your show. I didn't even know you said this. But people that were really serious that the Eagles were getting too big for their britches. We need a loss. We need to get them back on track, which I never thought a loss was good for anybody. But then on Tuesday when they lost, the same people thought the world was going to end. <laughs> Monday, Monday, you thought that they were too big. Let's get a loss. On well, I, I can't address anything I didn't say, and no, I, I don't think Jody said it either. Yeah, but I yeah, there, there was some of that in this town. It's, it's, it's just kind of ridiculous. Uh, if, that, if, that, if that's a blueprint, I'll take it. Because the only reason that's, that's uh, 3.1 or 3.2 yards a carry was okay was they had no penalties. So they were never at first and 20 to where they had to throw the ball. They were, we hardly tackled them for losses at all, so they were behind the six. So third and one always got the fourth down. And they were great on third down conversions. I, I would love to play everybody to want to do that to us because we're not we won't lose. Except uh, they did. Yeah, I was going to. Oh, say. I know. That's what I said. That was the perfect storm. Well, the perfect to, storm to could me. happen again. I I don't think yeah, it's but, that outrageous to think that what the Commanders did on Monday night is uh, off the chart. Can't be uh, duplicated. Sure, it can. It could be duplicated on Sunday by the Colts. No, I I, I think you misunderstood. I said it, it can be duplicated, but I, I would like when people do that i want to see them run at 3.2 yards uh, a carry and and have their quarterback not be able to complete 50 50 percent of his passes I'll, but, I'll do that but another reason that it worked was that the eagles defensive line was unable to stop them for losses so you mentioned the penalties first and 20 which right, that's I, what I, I hear that they didn't tackle them for losses I did they didn't tackle them for losses right so it was always second and six second and seven third and two so when they did that they made it so, uh, right and, and yeah. this new football yeah that's uh, right fourth down used to be a punting situation now anything under fourth and two Everybody's going for it, which, which makes point. three yards a, a, a better, better thing here. So That's my true. guy is, the reason I needed Jody, a, a New Yorker, i got to say that I despise the Yankees, I despise the Mets a whole bit. But in 1980, this guy, I think we don't win a championship without this guy because I don't think we make it to the playoffs, Sparky Lyle. Oh, I remember and the reason, Sparky. The reason I say that is Tug McGraw's arm was done. I mean, he was, out, he was shot. So after the old August 1st trading deadline, the Phillies picked up Sparky Lyle, and he wasn't even eligible for the playoffs. But in September, he saved four games. They shut the tug down for a little bit, which gave him just enough to, to cross the finish line, come to the Kansas City game in the World Series. But to me, I always thought that Sparky Lyle was the guy, even though he wasn't Schmidt, he wasn't Bowie, he wasn't Matthews, he wasn't those guys. It's a good name, and uh, thanks for the call, Bob. Um, my computer has frozen, Kyle, so if you can uh, help me out with this board, we will do that. Um, yeah, good names. Haven't heard a great one yet, but good names. Jody, let's uh, let's talk a little baseball, shall we? Yes. While I get my computer back on board here. Uh, first of all, just in, in a small note, two Phillies players got MVP votes yesterday. 
Uh, JT Realmuto finished seventh on the ballot, which certainly I thought deserved. I thought he had a great season. And uh, Kyle Schwarber got a vote or two to finish down down on the ballot. Um, earlier this week, Dave Dombrowski holds a news conference. I'll get to the positive stuff in uh, in a moment. Uh, first, um, on Reese Hoskins, it certainly gave I thought every indication that Hoskins is going nowhere, and said that uh, quote he's not going to he, he won't work on his defense this winter. He actually improved metrically compared to where he was in the past. Oof. He yeah, well, it's a it's a long way to improve. He's not a Gold Glove first baseman. I'm sure he'll work hard in spring training. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, it all depends on what you read between the lines. That, to me, said we're probably going to try and get somebody else playing first base at least part-time next year, that he's not a gold-glove guy, which means if Bryce Harper is going to miss some portion of the season, and we'll find that out hopefully this week because he's going to have the surgery and we're going to find out it is a major surgery or is it a partial surgery and how much time will Bryce be out of the lineup. When he comes back, he's going to be a DH again. I can tell you that he's not coming back and immediately going into the outfield. But for the period of time that he's out and not DHing, well, Reese Hoskins would make a real nice DH and get someone over at first base who can actually catch the ball. That's what I read mostly into what Dombrowski said about Hoskins. Okay. Um, yeah, to me, the problem with that is you have more than a few guys who probably are best suited at DH. Another one being Nick Castellanos, and he talked a little bit about Castellanos. And he said, he basically was discussing why is it that Castellanos had such a down year here after being such a good performer before he came, and this is what Dave Dombrowski had to say. One of his biggest problems, I mean, he has always been in a situation where um, he's not a real disciplined strike zone hitter. This year he was even um, worse in that regard. I'm not sure how much of it also was with dealing with all the adjustments that just come with signing with a new club, all the adjustment, new baby coming into the life in May, um, all of that. So I, I, there's no reason why he still should not hit with authority. He still drives the ball all over the place. He still has tremendous power. He's a hitter. Your thoughts? He likes the player. Um, I don't know that I've ever told you this story. I think I told it here on WIP. Uh, my father was in Lakeland, Florida, the day that Castellanos was the Tigers' first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Um, he's there watching a Lakeland Tiger game, and he runs into Dombrowski, who he knows is the Tigers' general manager at the time. They're running their draft out of their minor league uh, offices, which the, their spring training offices, which nobody ever does. My father didn't even question. He just was shocked to see Dombrowski on the day of the draft there. And he said Dombrowski couldn't have been more excited. He said, we got a steal. This guy can't believe this kid dropped to us. Blah, 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 blah. So he knows how long Dave Dombrowski has loved Castellanos. He was ecstatic the night he first got his hands on him as a member of the Tigers draft coming out of Lakeland, as a matter of fact. He loves the guy. He's making excuses for the guy. He's trying to find reasons why the guy didn't have the season that they thought they were paying for when they signed him this offseason, and he still hits the ball with tremendous power. I didn't see that. He kept that pretty well hidden over the entire course of the year. Um, So, yeah, Dave Dombrowski uh, basically backing his own guy is what I got out of that. And, by the way, he – he was a steal in the draft. He was a terrific player. Detroit, Cincinnati, not so much here this year. A new baby came into their life. I mean, 
Okay. You know, well, I mean, that's the, you get you get a week or two when that happens to kind of. He's not the first new father in the history of America. Good point. Um, in Major League Baseball, either. Yeah, that's right. kind of I mean, the age where all the players right. are having their They're having first babies. That's what they do. Now, yeah. I will say, I will kind of give a little bit of latitude, leeway, um, in that it was his first year with a new team. Oh, actually, Kyle has another thought on this. Yeah. Kyle, what's the other reason? I think the real reason is, and Dombrowski made every excuse but stopped short of this one, he moved into Ben Simmons' house before the season started. Oh. <laughs> Bad juju there. Doomed for failure. Yeah, there's bad karma in that house. Um, we've seen guys come into new big-time free agents come into cities and have a tough time. Francisco Lindor with the Mets in 21 had a really rough time. This year he was top 10 in MVP voting. It happens. Uh, and maybe that's what we have with him, but it was a pretty alarming season. Speaking of free agents, Jody, I want to get you on the record. We believe the the Eagles, the Phillies, will sign one of the four big-name free agent shortstops. you agree? Mm, I'd put it at about 80% okay. probability. Fine. It's not 100, yeah. but it, it's a solid 80% they're going to get one of the big-name shortstops. All right. So, in order, Jody, give me your preference of Trey Turner, Xander Bogarts, Carlos Correa, Dansby Swanson. Turner. Bogarts, Swanson, Correa, just because I think it's going to be outrageously priced and he's going to want an opt-out just like he did this past year. And he's a Boris client, so you're not going to be able to just plug him in. He He's the best fielder out of all of them. Uh, Correa is the best defensive shortstop. I'm, I'm pretty good because order. Swanson's pretty great too, but I agree with right. you. I'm putting them in the order that I would, if I were the general manager, preference my pursuit thereof. Correa would be last just because I think I know the price and I know I know his agent. Uh, so even though he might be more talented, I'm not saying he's the fourth most talented player, yeah, you're but saying he, he's the fourth most desirable for me. I got you. Uh, I think I'd go Turner Correa, and I'm not factoring that as much as you, so I'm ignoring it, but I hear you. Turner Correa, Bogart Swanson. And I do think they'll get one of them, and I think it's likely to be Turner or Bogart's. And that's a great sign. Either one is going to be a great signing. Uh, you put Bryson Stott at second base for the next decade. Uh, you got your shortstop. The only concern I have with this team is that their defense at first base, right field, left field is going to be pretty atrocious. And when Harper comes back, has the DH, you know, though you still have those three guys in the field, which is a problem. But, Two things, yeah. Mac. Uh, number one, on the shortstops, uh, we just played the clip from Dombrowski, who did a pretty good job of defending a less than stellar year Castellanos had. So he has his guys. He likes to protect his guys. Bogarts is one of his guys. He had Bogarts in Boston. So yeah. I would tell yeah. you that that helps the possibility of Bogarts being the guy that the Phillies actually land. All right, and my question to you is, those three positions you just touched on, if I told you that one of them's got to be the DH, and I know it's not going to be every single day, you can rotate him, you can move guys in and out. Which one do you want to get off the field worst? Schwarber in left, Castellanos right, or Hoskins at first base? Despite the incredible highlight catches in the postseason, I would say Castellanos is the biggest butcher of the three. Yes. Now, you I could do. argue the first base is a more important position. That's exactly where I'm going. Yeah, and I get that. I. And the errors he made were 
not good, but I think he's less of he's less of a defensive liability than the other guys. No, no, I think he's number one, and I think there's a pretty good gap between them. They're all bad. They're all below average. Some of them well below average, but uh, the biggest problem is there's still one corner butcher open. Yeah, which was an absolute brilliant nickname that Ray gave them that, that will will live for a long time. Let's get Sean and Limerick. You're on with Jody and Glenn. Hey, guys. Uh, I want to talk to Philly Stoops. So kind of perfect timing. So uh, if, if we are lucky enough to get Turner, do we put him in the, the corner hole and move uh, Schwarber to two and maybe keep Hopkins? He goes to like five or six. I would, I would probably move Schwarber down. Um, uh, it, it, getting him middle of the lineup, hopefully guys on base, the home runs pay more dividends than leading off. I, I was a defender of Schwarber as a leadoff guy. He's not the perfect leadoff guy, but he was the best option that the Phillies had of the guys they had on a team. When you have Trey Turner, you have better options. You just put him in at number one and go on from there. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think Schwarber towards the end of the season really got hot, and it's, I don't know what his on-base percentage was, but he worked a lot of long counts. And uh, um, and I, I should throw another name out there. Probably if they don't get a shortstop, any chance they could get like DeGrom or go after him for you know a couple of years? Well, I think they're going to sign a pitcher too, uh, and I'm, I'll actually go over those names in a moment. I I would doubt DeGrom. Um, but I think there are some other guys who would really help them. Uh, who is your short-term hero, Sean? So this this guy was critically important to us winning a Super Bowl, and I, I got to say, I think like on the field and off the field, um, he was one of the key leaders that helped us bring a championship to the you know, Super Bowl in Philly. And then he was an all-time with the uh, with the parade, the, you know, when he wore the parade. Uh, how about Chris Long? Oh, that's a great one. That's a good one. That's a, I mean, that's, that's, that's a really good one. He's a leader on yeah. the field, off the field. He has big plays. Yeah. And then I still remember what he wore in the parade. I mean, it was class. He had the fur coat. He had the Iverson jersey throwback. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we – I mean, you could argue we'd still win it, but I think he was critically important. Yeah, I actually yeah. thought you were going a different guy on that Super Bowl team, but that's a great one. I I think well, it's Kyle's to judge, but I think that that's that pretty rivals good. mine. That's yeah, the, that's pretty the, good. The closest one so far. Yeah. All right, Jody. Uh, he brought up Jacob Degrom, who is 34 years old and one of the best pitchers in baseball, but so often hurt. Only played 11 games last year, so durability is a question with him. Uh, I'm going to run down the other top free agent starters kind of get your one or two that you would prefer as we did with shortstop. So Verlander is out there. He just won another Cy Young award. He's 39, but he's great. Uh, will be very expensive. Uh, Carlos Rodon is a name that comes up a lot, coming off a year with the Giants, very good year, 30 years old, opted out. Very Signed a very smart contract last year that allowed him to opt out. Uh, Chris Bassett uh, pitched for the Mets last year, had a 345 ERA. Nate Evaldi of the Red Sox, Andrew Heaney, former Dodger, Jose Quintana of, uh, pitched for the Cardinals last year, and, of course, old friend Zach Eflin. What's your top one or two on that list? Um, see, here's the problem. You put them in a good order because you probably put them in the order of how I think they will pitch in this upcoming yeah, year. Yeah, I kind of put them in order of talent, yeah. Yeah, you did, um, except – I. 
I, I'm kind of a bigger Eflin fan than maybe others are. I know he did a nice job in the bullpen. What do you want to use him as next year? I think he's going to have interest around the league. I think he'd want to come back here to Philadelphia, but I think he'd want assurances that he's going to be in the rotation if he can stay healthy, which is always yes, a question yes, with Jack yes, Eflin. Yes. But I, I would go there again. Um, I, I would not mind seeing Eflin come back and join them. I like Bassett. I, I need to know Bassett's number. Here's the big problem. The Phillies cleared about 60 some odd million dollars worth of payroll, accounting for increases for guys in arbitration like Alvarado and Hoskins and the like. With what comes off the payroll and what's added to it, they got holes and they got to fill them, um, but they got about 60 million to play with. How big a chunk is the shortstop taking? You 35 need to, you re- to 40. Yeah, yeah, so that sixty becomes twenty real fast. Unless they, unless Middleton says, "Hey, spend, 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 baby," a lot of cigars. And it was a phenomenal year, and I think he will get uh, yeah. more aggressive, not less aggressive, but not into the Steve Cohen range of spending. So, uh, without knowing what their biggest off-season acquisition is going to be, it's kind of tough to say what they're and, – and, oh, by the way, that's why I only put the shortstops at 80%. Because if they decide Verlander's the answer and they pay him 35 well, then that might take them out of the shortstop bidding. Yeah. My thought on this is – and I, I don't think Verlander, DeGrom. Um, my thought on this is I think Rangers – I'm looking for a middle rotation guy. Right, so I got Wheeler, I got Nola. I think Ranger can be a, a three or a four. So on that list, I'll take a shot at Rodone. It might be too much. Uh, maybe take a shot at Bassett. Maybe too much. But I wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me if they got Jose Quintana, left-hander. That's okay yeah, by see, me. See, I've never liked Quintana, and right? I know he pitched well last year, and he pitched very well against the Phillies in the sure first did. game of the playoffs this year. I've never liked him. He's okay. just a junk baller. Junk baller for you. Yeah, a little too much. And you got Ranger, who's not a hard-throwing lefty, and if you, you, okay. can't, you have to right. separate well, if, those two if, guys in a rotation. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, All right we'll, let me uh, give you one more uh, number if we're talking about Phillies pitching. Yeah. Write this number down, Mac. Right. 120. 120. That yes. is innings I'm going to get out of rookie starters. No. One no. particular uh, – y- y- you're so close to it, it's scary, but you're just framing it slightly off. The number, the maximum number of innings that Andrew Painter is going to pitch next year. Well, there you go. Okay. That's uh, not on the big league level. So uh, it's not rookie for the Phillies. He yeah. he will be capped at 120 because I've yeah. got a whole bunch of calls in between. Oh, and Painter, and Painter, and Painter, yeah. and Painter. No, 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 no. Painter's going to start the year in double A. He'll pitch, he'll rest, he'll pitch, he'll rest. He'll get elevated to AAA. He'll pitch, he'll rest. He'll be sat down, he'll pitch. And if everything goes according to Hoyle and everything is great, he's got a chance to join the Phillies at some point next year. But the maximum number of pitches, uh, innings he's going to throw is 120 next year. So if you're penciling him in as a major contributor for the Phillies in the rotation next year, not happening. No, Painter, Abel, who's the other kid? McGarry, Griff McGarry. Right. Uh, He's got a better chance to pitch more innings on the big league probably level more ready, than Painter but I, does. Yes. Yeah, but I'm optimistic about that. All right, we're way late for break. we got to take a break. We'll get your calls coming up in the next segment. I promise we look forward to talking to you. Jody and I start talking baseball. Things happen. 215-592-9494. 
Hey, United Tires Black Friday super pricing has arrived. Get some of their best tires at the very best prices. They are now offering up to $120 off select sets of BF Goodrich and Michelin tires. That's now through Cyber Monday. Call or go to unitedtire.com for sale details or just stop by your local United Tire store today. The weather doesn't get much better from here, so if you're needing tires now, is the time to take advantage of great savings at United Tire. Don't drive. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary What we're watching is sponsored by Guided Door and Window. Receive 20% off all windows and doors. Oh, I love that music. No money down. Up to three years to pay it off interest-free. Call Guided Door and Window today, 1-877-GO-GUIDA, or visit them at go.guida.com. Are, are we going into the, the actor's playhouse? What, what's that <laughs> interview show? Yeah, Lipton. Uh, James Lipton. Hey, yeah, yeah, James Lipton. You do a good James Lipton there. Thank you, now. my friend. Um, so that was the uh, theme music that I spoke over. Should have probably given that a little time to breathe. I should have. But nonetheless, uh, to a show, Yellowstone, which for years has been one of my favorites. It is a great Western starring Kevin Costner as the owner of the Yellowstone Ranch, which is the largest parcel of private land in the country. There's a lot of intrigue in that show as they fight off land developers and poachers and other enemies and casinos, and he tries to keep 
the 100-plus-year-old ranch going. Great ensemble cast. Season 5 just started, so this is going to be fun because I just started Season 5. I talked to Jody earlier in the week, mentioned the show. Jody, never, you'd never seen an episode, right? Not one. So you started Season 1. Yes. I'm delighted that you did. At least I hope I'm about to be delighted. Before I review Season 5, give me your thoughts so far. Here's the backstory. Number one, not a Western fan. Never have been. Uh, going back to when I was a kid. You and I are of similar age. You're a couple years older than me, but we're close. Um, Bonanza never oh, did it for me. Um, any of the other Westerns. Gunsmoke. Uh, Chuck Connors. Yeah, nada. Zip, zero, zilch. Never a Western guy. I didn't play Cowboys and Indians as a kid. I played basketball and baseball. When I went out my friends playing in the dirt, we didn't play Cowboys and Indians. Just it, it never rang for me. Some people did. Some people didn't. It never did for me. So that's not the kind of show, despite the fact I'm a Costner fan, that I would go, oh, shoot, I got to watch that. So I never have. So you and I were texting, and you said, oh, the Yellowstone. I said, you know, I never watched it. And you said, you can watch it. It's on Paramount. And I'm going, I don't have Paramount. And you go, yeah, you do. It's on your basic cable. I thought Paramount was Paramount Plus, which is a streaming service. Yeah, easy to confuse. And I didn't even know it was available to me for all these years. Not that I would have watched it anyway, because it's a Western, and I'm not a Western guy. But I said, all right, if Mac wants me to watch it, let me go watch it. So I put it up on demand and watched the first two episodes. Uh, I'm sure that it has gone 22 different places past the first two episodes. But the first two episodes were very good. And the characters are great. Yes. Costner is great in the yeah. role that he's in. And I don't think of him as a Western guy. I've seen enough of Kevin Costner in the many different roles that he's played. Much more a minor league baseball player than a uh, land baron in Montana uh, riding a horse. So he's out of character of what I think of as a Kevin Costner kind of character. He's really good at it. And his daughter is phenomenal oh well just wait oh really uh, it gets better than the first couple episodes she's it, already uh, i i can't wait to see what she does next and i've oh. only watched two plus episodes yeah uh i'm delighted that you like it i really am and i will tell you it has been one of my favorite shows over the years our mutual friend darren degatano was the guy who originally turned me on to it really and, yeah producer dutch Roger, way dutch way back in the day um that said it, season five of Yellowstone, um, uh, they had the the two premiere episodes, like a three-hour special this week, and I was so disappointed. Um, the show that used to be so great, and I describe, I know you don't like Westerns, but I describe it as Bonanza meets Secession. It's now Dallas meets Gossip Girl, and I, and I wow. think it, yeah, it jumped the shark. It's now, in season five, it's like this low-grade melodrama. By the way, it set ratings records. Uh, these debuts, it's one of the most popular shows in the country. But I looked on Rotten Tomatoes, and this was really interesting. In previous years on Rotten Tomatoes, 80 90% of the audience liked it. The first two episodes, 28% of the audience voted thumbs up. Um, it's tired. It should have ended last year. Maybe the future episodes this year will show improvement. Now, that's happened with shows before. Starts slow in a year, it gets better. But, Jody, I'm like looking at my watch a couple times during the show, hoping it's going to be over. I've Oof, never done that. That's a bad sign. It is. The characters, 
the, the story arc's going nowhere. The characters are saying the same old things. The first two hours were like soap opera cartoons. Taylor Sheridan, who's the guy who designed the show, who's done some other great shows, he's got this new one with Stallone called Tulsa King, and he's got another one, 1888 or whatever year it is that he did, which is the roots of this thing, and then he's got another one coming out. And it may just be that he's got so many projects that he's just phoning it in, and they got these tired plot lines. Again, first four seasons, great. Fifth season, disappointing. Bad so start. Okay. That you, that you started with it, please stick with it because you'll yeah. love it. All right. I got a lot to go through before I even get to season five. And it's so funny you mentioned Rotten Tomatoes. And this just dawned on me. I never thought of it this way, but I, I know you'll appreciate it. I compare Rotten Tomatoes to Pro Football Focus. <laughs> And well, this is this is what that. I this is what I mean by that. Sometimes I'll look something up on Pro Football Focus go, damn, they broke that down exactly right. That that's the exact same way I see it. And there are other times I'll look up their numbers and go, What the hell are they watching? That's not the way I see it. They they couldn't be more wrong. They they kind of diverse in the wood. And sometimes they go down the exact right path, and other times I say, where are they headed to it? How can that possibly be? And I feel the same way about Rotten Tomatoes because it is. It's a lot of personal subjectivity where I go, oh, okay, I see. The, I'm right in step with everyone else out there. And other times I go, are we talking about the same thing that they're reviewing here? Because that's not what I just saw. Yeah. It, it, it is, a, uh, I think, an accurate comparison between those two outlets. Listen, this is one of the best shows on TV over the last 10 years. It is one of my 10 favorite shows of this decade. Well, this decade, sure. It's one of my 10 favorite shows of the last 10 years. But okay. so far, the new season is disappointing. But I'm, I am I want updates from you as you continue to watch this. I will do just that. Uh, now that I know I can get it, uh, and because I don't have Paramount Plus, right. but I have Paramount, and it's yes. easy enough. So I... Immediately sat down, watched an episode, got back, watched another episode, started the third. I'll try and make my way through it as best as I can. Good work. All right. Jack in Santa Barbara has been hanging in. Hey, Jack. Hey, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm listening to the next Ken Burns series on baseball here with the two of you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are great. I can Thank listen you. to that forever. Hi, hey, Jody. How you doing, buddy? Jack, always a pleasure, bud. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I have a sports point, but uh, but first I want to make make the point from the home base, and that is, Glenn, after your pregame show ended the other night, mm -hmm. I, I switched on the TV, and I said, oh, no, they didn't do this. And they did a piece from the art museum. Did you see that, Glenn? No, I was at the game. Okay, so, yeah, of What'd course they do? you were. Would they do the steps? What'd they do? They did the interior steps with Robert Griffin III interviewing Michael Vick. Oh, Donovan I didn't see that Scott. feature, but I, I you sound like it wasn't good. I, I thought it was no, – I, I it had was heard very great, good things about it. But it was great, but, yeah. but, but to me, it jinxed the game. Oh. It was like because <laughs> they went rocky with – with the perfect game. Uh, now, Jody well, knows, as a baseball guy, when a pitcher's pitching a perfect game, you don't ever bother him. And, how did Rocky – uh, hold on. How does Rocky jinx it? it, it they, they they put the kid up on the steps at the end of the 
at the end of the piece. So they're only they're only halfway into the season, and everybody's talking about we got to go undefeated. And and I'm like, no, 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 don't do this, don't do this. So no. so I want to I want to talk about them getting out coached in the game. And then I have a what what we're watching, and I have a hero. So All right. go ahead. All right, let's do it quick because we got to hit a break. Yeah. So I thought they got got severely out coached in that game. Like Gannon, he's real easy to read on defense. Um, what we're watching, you guys need to watch the Vatican Girl. It's on Netflix, and um, okay, you, you'll you'll both love it. All right. Um, and then the hero is uh, Corey Clement. Corey Clement, pretty good. And thank you, Jack. He hung around for more than a year, so he may uh, have exceeded the term limits for this one. But I'll always think of Corey Clement fondly, and a local guy, too. 215-592-9494. Uh, we come back. We're going to check in with our Cooper Doc because a couple of key injuries that we need to discuss this week, and we will uh, be happy to keep talking to you. Jody McDonald, Glenn Macknick. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hurts takes the snap. He's back. He's looking. He swings it out on the far side of the field and running hard up to the 35 has got it. Now Washington running with the football. Are they saying it's a fumble? They're yep. running it into the end zone and the officials are calling it a fumble. It's a touchdown. I've got to see this again. It's a Washington touchdown, and more importantly, Dallas Goddard is down on the field, and I think he's really hurt. He's really hurt, and uh, he was hurt on a very apparent uh, penalty, face mask penalty that the referees missed uh, and sustained a pretty severe left shoulder injury. We're going to talk about that. Well, we have... Unfortunately, we have too much to discuss with our Cooper Bone and Joint guest, Dr. David Geltz, today. Doc, nice to talk to you, as always. Good to see you. Thanks for uh, the recommendation about uh, someone feed Phil, uh, actually. Uh, oh, good. about the other week. It's very good. And the Philly uh, episode is really, really good. It's really fun. <laughs> it makes you want to go out and enjoy all those Philly treasures. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Good. Just can't eat a, just can't watch it hungry, that's all. No, you have to watch it after you eat. Absolutely correct. Uh, so, Doc, two injuries we want to get to today. Uh, one new, which is the Dallas Goddard one. You just heard the plan, which had happened. He seemed to suffer, I'm going to read here, a posterior shoulder subluxion uh, with a possible avulsion fracture when he you know, was hit with, by two defenders. His arm landed at an awkward angle. Um, 
so he may have an avulsion fracture. If if he they haven't given details. If he does, what does that mean, and how long would he potentially be out? Well, when you see an avulsion fracture, and that's a, a break, so a little piece of the bone can come off. Um, it depends on where it is, and if it came off a little piece of cartilage too, which can you know, complicate things too. When they say subluxation, it means sort of the, the shoulder popped in and out, um, where it didn't dislocate, or someone had to put it back into place, but sort of popped backwards. Um, that's why when it bangs together, it can sometimes irritate the bone and then cause a little fracture there too. It is a fracture, you know, you have to let that heal, obviously. Um, so you're looking at, you know, that's four to six weeks. If there's some other issues or you have to think about any other soft tissue injury like the, the cartilage, then you sometimes think about surgery, too, which is not a good thing. All right. So we were hoping not. Uh, we were hoping to get him back before the end of the season for a playoff run, uh, just sure. for, you know, callers or listeners' edification, uh, through 10 weeks. Goddard was second in the league in receiving yards among tight ends, first in yards per reception, first in yards after catch, third in yards per route. One of the best blocking tight ends in the league uh, could be, well, will be a big loss. Hopefully will be back this year. So the other one we want to ask you about, Doc, is is Bryce Harper. And um, Dave Dombrowski announced earlier this week that he's going to undergo surgery on the damaged ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow this coming Wednesday but uh, I'm sure you saw this. They don't know until they open him up what he's going to need, um, if he's going to need a full Tommy John or something less than that. Give us your thoughts on what potentially they're looking at and what that means. Yeah, so when you see UCL injury, you know, especially with pitchers and throwers, that's a bad thing. The good thing he's not a pitcher, so um, you know, obviously he throws from the outfield, but with batting it won't affect him as much. If they do have to do a whole reconstruction at the Tommy John, you know, if there's a pitcher, he's out over a year, year and a half. Um, if he's, you know, with him being that he do a DH, he can actually come back sooner. I think Shay Otani had it done, and he had it done in, April, in October and then was back in May that same year. So there's a chance he can come back. He may miss like a month or two of the beginning of the season if, even if he has a reconstruction. Um, if it looks like it's just... Uh, a partial tear, and they can sort of clean it up, or you know, they don't need a whole reconstruction. Obviously, it's less time. Um, the biggest thing is his throwing. He's not going to be able to do that. Um, you know, so it'll probably be a DH for the rest of the year um, if they actually have to do all the whole oh. reconstruction. Jody, more DHs. Yeah, uh, we don't need Bryce. It's a DH, right? Let's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, let's see. Let's hope. I'm sorry, Doc. Say it again. I said, we'll see. Let's hope that it's Oh, we'll see. Let's hope. Yes, we'll see. Let's hope. That's uh, official medical opinion is often we'll see. Let's hope. Yeah, (laughs) in in both of these cases, with both Goddard and and Bryce Harper. Doc, I know you're a listener to the show, and we always appreciate it. Do you have a short-term hero in Philadelphia sports history? Short-term hero. Actually, I wasn't listening. I'd have to think about that, so I don't have something off the top of my head. Um and I guess you could say uh, Nick Foles, he was a short-term hero, right? He is. A little, little longer than the short-term we were looking at, yeah. but uh, nonetheless, you, you did come. You always come with stuff to bear. Uh, Dr. David Gelt, it is always a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Thank you so much. All right. All right, guys. Uh, have a good one. I will talk to you. Jody, you and I didn't really talk about Dallas Goddard earlier in the show. It's a no. huge loss. Gigantic. Um, 
it's so funny because usually you replace a tight end with someone that you think that they're, they're trying so hard to find a guy to step in and give them what Jordan Davis gives them. And they have not been able to do that just yet. And we'll see about the new older additions this week. Don't even bother. They, 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 there just isn't a tight end here available. I uh, got a couple of tweets. Oh, how about Gronk? Let's get Gronk off the retired <laughs> list. Uh, okay. There isn't a replacement for Dallas Goddard, so you have to mix and match and do different things. You know, my one knock against the defensive coordinator is he's stubborn and he's got his way of doing things and doesn't want to move off uh, his general philosophies. Oh, they have to do that with Goddard because there's nobody you're plugging in who's going to give you what Goddard gives you. Hey, I saw John Spagnola at the uh, Otho Davis dinner earlier this week. Yeah, he's still available. I know you do commercials with Brent Selleck. I'm sure yeah, that he would. Yeah. He'd be ready to step back in and give it a shot. Hey, you know what? I would have faith that he could do that. Uh, James in Harrisburg joins us. Hello, James. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing Good. great. So a couple of things. Number one, I think that everybody is overreacting a little bit on, on the problems that we have on, on defense. We lost that game not just because the defense gave up yardage, but we had four turnovers, bad officiating. I like the signings, but these signings are not going to be a panacea. As long as, as the offense gets itself back on track, the yards we give up on defense in the run game are not going to come back to bite us. It only bites us if the games are close because we're turning over the ball and we're not executing on, on offense. As far as my uh, my uh, short-term Eagles player, I got to go way back, and I got to go with Adam Joshua Feely, who was called in when the <laughs> Eagles had an eight and three record. McNabb went down, Coy Detmer went down on a Monday night game in San Francisco, and AJ Feely came in and won yeah. four of the last five games to get us the number one seed um, in in the playoffs that year, and he ended up getting us a second-round draft pick when we traded him to the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. So that's my guy. All right. Not bad, Mac. And uh, I remember AJ's success on the field. I thought at the time, truthfully, that it was kind of a uh, a misnomer, a misleader. But damn if the Eagles didn't turn it into a second-round pick. I was actually more impressed with what they got in exchange for him than what AJ actually did on (laughs) the field for them. That is true. Hey, quarterback factory, even then. Yeah. Uh, Stinkin' Justin here. He wants to talk Sixers. Let's get a little Sixers talk here. Hi, Justin. Hey, Glenn. What's going on? Hey, Jody. How you doing today, guys? Good guy. Good, good. Well, yeah, I want to talk Sixers. Maybe touch on the Eagles real quick and uh, give you an answer. I mean, the Sixers... It was nice to see that, like, because I watched the game from start to finish, and, you know, Maxi was hot in the beginning, and it was a good game. And, I mean, we were down in the beginning, and it was a little scary there at first, but it was nice to see when Maxi got hurt that all these uh, young guys stepped up. And it was just a little bit, uh, I don't know, for me, I'm a big, big Sixers. I mean, I'm, a, I mean, I'm a all Philadelphia fan, but a big yeah. Sixers fan. It was nice to see the encourage, like, a little bit of encouragement, you know, to know that, yeah. You know, someone like Maxi go down and that we actually have people off the bench that are actually playing like George Niang, who I yeah. usually Well, hate. hold on. Let me let me stop you here before you go too long because uh, I defer to my pal Jody Mack in terms of basketball. Jody, um, should we believe in that bench there? He's right about Niang. Uh, he has been. Yeah. Okay, I, I feel I, I fear we lost Jody again. We're having a tough time 
Give us uh, give us your short term hero there, Justin. No, that's that's fine. That's fine. Well, real quick on the on the Eagles. Yeah. Um, well, I I just totally you know I don't think uh, Jalen had anything to do with that loss, and I, I've even though uh, Dallas, like you guys said, is a huge huge loss to us. I just think that uh, Jalen has elevated his play so much that he's got so many tricks in his hat right now that I think that he will be able to you know obviously with coaching and plays to make other things happen, and I still think that we should be perfectly okay without Dallas. I mean, obviously, it's a big miss. Yeah, no, but- I hear you. It's a big loss. What helps them is that they, I mean, they have A.J. Brown. You know, they, they, So now, if you don't have a tight end who's a particularly good receiver, and they'll, they'll work in with the backup tight ends, but if you don't have a tight end who's a good receiver, you go with your receiving core, and they got... A.J. Brown, they got Devontae Smith, Quez. I know he had the fumble, but I think they'll probably try to use Quez a little bit more. Pascal will play a little bit more. They're they're deep at weapons. One thing they haven't done this year that maybe now they'll do without the receiving type end is they'll put the running backs in the passing game. I should look at the stats, but they sure have not used Sanders, Gainwell, uh, any of those guys, Boston Scott much, in the passing game. And to me, maybe that's something that by necessity – they have to start to do. So that 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 kind of makes sense to me. 215-592-9494, 215-592-9494 with Jody McDonald. I'm Glenn Macnow on 94 WIP. And when, I, when you bring up banking, most business people roll their eyes. Well, I can tell you that Meridian Bank customers don't feel that way. Now, sure, Meridian business bankers, they do the loan thing. And they offer great guidance on making your business more successful. But beyond that, Meridian also puts on great customer events, both educational and social. And they're a super group of people to be around. That is important. If you want to put some fun in your business banking, get started at meridianbanker.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.